All right, welcome everybody. Uh, it's uh, Tuesday night. Uh, Theo and I are drafting in the FFPC Super Bracket Tournament. And um, if you're not familiar with that, we're going to help you out here. It's a really fun little tournament. Basically what it is is it's eight 12-team leagues. And um, so 96 total teams in the tournament. So it's a, it's a very small tournament, $750 to enter. And then the way that it works is... Uh, the top four teams from each league, and the, these top four teams are decided exactly as like any football guys league or any main event league. So exactly the, the same sort of uh, seating and everything. Those top four teams are going to advance to the finals, okay? So weeks 1 through 12, that's, uh, that's when uh, each league has their own, you know, you, you play within your own league to determine those top four seats. And then starting week 13 is the tournament. The way the tournament works is this. Um, each of the number one seeds is ranked one through eight from each of the eight leagues. Then each of the two seeds is ranked um, nine through 16. Each of the three seeds is ranked 17 through 24. And then the four seeds are ranked 25 through 32. And then it works just like March Madness. So the number one team plays the 32 team. The number two team plays the 31 team, um, and so on down the line. And so that, that makes it kind of an interesting tournament in, in a couple ways. Number one, uh, you have to win uh, four games to win the whole tournament. Um, and then also, since it is happening on weeks 13 and 14, uh, that makes it very interesting because there are two buys on week 13 and six buys on week 14. Uh, and what that means is that... So what that means is we have to be very careful about how many players we take uh, between by weeks of 13 and 14 because you can find yourself knocked out of the tournament almost immediately uh, if you don't. Okay, perfect. Well, Dan, you got you got a, you got your ideal start. You don't have to worry about a bye week because <laughs> teams one and two certainly are not. Um, and we're getting your guy Justin Jefferson here, or do you want to go? Do you want to get nuts and go Cooper Cup? Because I'm I'm Jefferson. Yeah, I'm, I'm Jefferson all the way. So, yeah, e easy Let's pick here. Awesome. So that was a sigh of relief. Dan, in the pre-show, we we're talking. You know, Theo, don't, don't, you know, don't be surprised if somebody takes Jefferson Cup, and then we have a, a huge decision. Now we don't have to worry about the bye weeks. We've got our wide receiver one overall. This is awesome. Yep, exactly. So anyway, just to finish off the tournament, uh, I, I did forget to say those who um, those who finish in the top two seeds in their own. In each individual league, win two thousand um, dollars. Third and fourth place win six hundred and fifty each, and then the overall tournament, uh, the winner of that will win ten thousand dollars, and uh, prizes drop down from there. It's the top eight get paid. So basically, um, if you survive the first two weeks, then you're going to cash in the overall tournament too. Awesome. Five k so, sounds pretty good on top of what we win during the league, Dan and. We still have another another entry as well that uh, we're doing in a couple of days. Exactly. So the the idea is we're going to finish first and second here, and uh, bring home about sixteen thousand bucks. Sounds good to me. All right, and I I do like that uh, the top man the first five or six picks really flew off the board. Yeah, we mm -hmm. had a long, pretty long draft uh, last night. So this Definitely. was this is this looks like it's going to be a short draft. A lot of people, I think, are drafting multiple teams tonight. I know I am. Um, and I got to say, team one, you can't have the name Chasen Burrow 
and not then not fire off Jamar Chase number one. I mean, that's just like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I, I, maybe they were just trying to confuse us beforehand or something. I don't know. Yep. But uh, yeah, so so Theo, you've got you've got a home league drafting tonight, right? And that's going to start uh, in about half an hour. Here is that right? Yeah, nine thirty. It, it goes off the board. Um, and it's a it's a long time home league. It's uh, I have the one hundred and one, so it doesn't. It's not that hard. Um, I'll take McCaffrey, I think. And um, if I if I get stuck out of pick, I have Dan with me, so that makes it a lot easier too. It's a twelve teamer, is that right? Yeah, it's a twelve teamer. Um, it's a I have uh, my my buddy from uh, Baltimore Beatdown, um, Bill Bill uh, Laricos. He's he's in the league. Uh, if anybody is looking for Baltimore Ravens coverage. I highly recommend Baltimore Beatdown. It's where I go to for Raven stuff, um, and he's a writer for them. So he's pretty sharp. There's a couple other guys in the league who are, who are pretty good. Um, and, uh, you know, I usually do pretty well in it, but it's it's a long-time league. It's it's a lot of fun. Yep, sounds like. So the home leagues are always the best. So, so much yeah. fun. All right. And so we're almost through the first round. Um I, I would say probably the biggest surprise we've seen through the first round was Joe Mixon going at number eight. Yeah, I mean, the, the Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, seven, eight. Um, yep. You know, people people are flag planting a little bit. Um, Kelsey, a, a slight um, discount going at the nine spot right there. Yeah. And, uh, team yeah, 11 definitely. is in a lot of my dynasty. Team 11 is uh, in our dynasty league. Uh, the um, Dynasty Depot League, and he's in a number of my Dynasty leagues. He's a pretty sharp player. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Uh, I've got I've got him in a few too, and uh, there there are also a couple of other uh, names in this this league that I definitely recognize. So, all right, we have a, a, a Barkley Swift start at the turn. That's always that, that's, that's always, always a, that's always nice. Yeah, and then an uh, Adams Diggs uh, start is also nice. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're pretty common. That uh, that the, that Saquon, Swift, Diggs, Adams, you know, pairings of those guys, but it's still super dangerous. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep, for sure. So I'm gonna start loading the queue up a little bit. I see you have as well. Yep. Let's hope one of these guys is there because I think you got the right guys. I'll just throw again the week 14 bye. I was gonna say Alvin Kamara, but. That week four, 14 is very uh, scary for this this uh, format. Right. Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, Pitts, Pitts is somebody I would definitely not worry about that by. I'm a little bit wor- less worried at tight end, if that makes any sense, just because we feel pretty strongly that we can get some quality tight ends in the later rounds. So, um, you know, pairing up somebody for Pitts, I think won't be too big of a problem. Um, that early third, though, kind of keeps us wide open because I know that at that early third round pick, if I'm reading the queue correctly, we're going to have kind of an option between a a wide receiver we like and a running back we like. Um, so I think you know if there's a tie, getting a getting one of the two tight ends at the two ten would just be really hard to pass up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so you have six guys in the queue, and we're six picks away. So we're we're good because Aaron Jones just went. That was not one in our queue. Perfect. 
Yeah, it would be nice if the six players would uh, get us by the next two picks. I'll All throw right, Pittman so in the queue was... in case he's there for, for the 303, though, Dan. If Pittman's okay. there, the, you know, we could take one guy with with uh, week 14. Yeah, who did you throw in? I'm sorry. I threw Michael Pittman. Oh, yeah, yep. Okay, All so right. both tight ends are off the board. Javante Williams is intriguing to me because I think we'll be able to cover up at, at wide receiver. Um, if he's there, he's he's very interesting. I agree. Um, I love the Jefferson-Williams combination. It just seems dangerous for, for this kind of thing. And there goes Javante. Of course. So I think we I think we're we're looking like we're a zero RB team. Um we took Tyreek Hill and, and AJ Brown last night. Um but those two kind of make sense right here. Yeah. Um they, do they you do. do you have a lean? Do you have a lean here? I think we take Tyreek and hope AJ Brown makes it back around. Um I think Tyreek is less likely to make it around. I think, think that's a good point. Let's do it. Let's take Tyreek Hill. Okay. All right. Tyreek is in there. Have you have you taken any Debo Samuel in your leagues, Theo? I have a I lot of Debo in Dynasty. Like in okay, some of my yeah. biggest Dynasty leagues, I'm. You know, nobody was nobody was really paying up. For Debo, despite his smash season, I feel like I didn't see too many, you know, massive Debo trades. I saw one Debo Stefan Diggs trade, which was interesting in a pretty high stakes league. But uh, um, I feel like I have a lot of exposure to Debo. Um, but in in uh, redraft with with his price tag, have you have you been able to hit draft on him at all, or has that been too tough to do? It's been too tough to do. Um, I, I just think he's I, – I just feel like he's getting drafted at, like, kind of his his max range of outcomes. He was so good last year, but right. he had so many big plays, so, so many big plays. And if George Kittle's healthy and Brandon Ayuk is healthy, um, even if the passing game takes a step forward, which is no guarantee at all, um, you know, I could see him regressing in points per game and then not paying off here. I still think he's a good pick. Like he's good. I don't think he's going to have a bad year by any means, but I wish he was like a mid third rounder, um, right. and not a not a little bit higher. Yeah, I totally but, agree. But if he's there at the three hundred three, we can have a conversation. And there he goes. I love it when another team makes my job easy. Of course, <laughs> like third Just... round Debo. Third round Debo is is interesting, but um. Like where people are taking him, you know, I've seen him go close to the, close to the one-two turn in a main event. Like I think he's got his people that truly believe in him, um, and think that he's just a league winner again. Um, I think he's going to be very useful, but I don't know if league winner is kind of in his range of outcomes this year where he's being drafted. No, I don't. I, where he's being drafted, I just don't see how that can happen at all. All right. So we so have we Pittman, have... Pittman, Brown, and then Higgins would be your fallback choice. I think so. What do you think? Um, should Evans be in there? I feel like with the Chris Godwin, I'm less enthused about Evans late lately. Um, right. Chris Godwin, I think, will play a little more. And I also think Julio Jones could be a little bit of a pain in the butt because I think he's got like an eight-touchdown season um, potential. 
right. Like Otherwise. Evans. Well, we're good here. We have Pittman and we have T. Yep. Higgins, so we'll get one of the two. Um, I'm wondering if this guy's going to be averse to taking a Week 14 buy. I'll also yeah. throw Cortland Sutton in there, just as a as a guy we could talk about because he's really rising up. All right, so Pittman went. I think that's that's nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think Sutton and and Higgins are too far apart, really. Do you have a no, preference I think, here? I mean, I drafted Cortland Sutton a lot this past weekend in NFFC. I just think he's the clear number. Like, I wouldn't, I won't say the clear cut because I think Judy could be a pain, but I think Sutton has big time, big time touchdown um, upside. I think he kind of profiles as an alpha. Um, I'm okay going Sutton over Higgins, but Higgins seems kind of like a safer play. Uh, we know the passing game is going to be strong. All right, let's do Higgins. Let's do Higgins. Okay. But right. I, I do love Sutton, I, but I have a lot of Sutton. And um, here's the thing. We might be able to get Judy on the way back. So That's a good point. You know, we, we, we can still possibly tap into that passing game uh, a little bit. And I like this, too, because, um, you know, like the, the last couple times we've drafted, we've been, uh, we've been kind of forced to hammer week 13 and 14 uh, bye week players just because of the way that um, you know the the players have been kind of falling to us. Um, a lot of drafters have been very averse to drafting them. I kind of wonder if a lot of people in the super bracket aren't forgetting about the fact that uh, the first two weeks are going to be um, you know part of the uh, the first or those last two weeks of buys are going to be part of the the actual uh, final tournament. I mean, I think that people don't often don't know the rules. I think people know the FFPC scoring inside out, but I think that you know the preseason waiver wire run, the the free look game. Um, there's there's a little more nuance with some of the stuff than, and, and it's not like it's not like when you sign in, it's explaining it to you. You got to go into the rules here. So um, right. I think you're probably right on that. But we're, we're fine now because we have three guys that are going to be cooking in week 13 and 14. And yeah. we also have a potential Joe Burrow T Higgins stack, um, which we don't we don't have a Burrow team together yet. Um, this could be it. Um, and having a T Higgins Burrow stack might be a little different because I think you'll probably see more Jamar Chase Burrow teams. I feel like they the Chase drafter tries to force it, um, right. where we can kind of sit back a little bit. Yep, totally agree. And we have the option, too, if we decide we really just want to wait on quarterback, we can take uh, Kirk Cousins really late. We could do that. So. Um, and with Cousins, we could double tap QB and have, you know, two kind of intriguing options like a, you know, a Cousins and a, a Cousins and a Rogers or a Cousins and a, a Fields or a Carr. That's very affordable to do. Yep, exactly. Um, I got to say, Team Six, uh, a hat tip to them because their team is just beautiful with Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts and DJ Moore. Uh, Andrew Schellenberg would be absolutely over his heels for that build. Um, they might be my favorite uh, so far of, of our competitors. Yes, I, I, I will be going up against uh, Fantasy Assassin in, uh, in at least one of my auctions um, on Friday. So uh, that's uh, Brad, Brad and Tom Cruise, and they are, um, they are just standbys on the auction circuit. Uh, I run into them every year. 
and they always put together great teams. Um, you know, you, you see them putting together a nice team in a snake draft when they have their choice of any player. Um, they can really put together some nice builds. I like Team 10 as well, the Dalvin yep. pick. But to be able to get Lamb and, and Mike Williams was was pretty nice right there. Uh, I'm interested to see what uh, Team 11 and Team 12 do because we have a wide receiver, wide receiver start followed up by a running back, running back start. Yep. And, ooh, got our first quarterback going. He gets a Diggs-Allen stack. Yep. Um, a little correlation there. So he kind of – I wonder, again, why – would he have come back around? I think he would have, but I guess he's playing it safe to get that for the tournament. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, to me, I think if if, if you push too hard to make the stacks, um, it, it sometimes hurts you. I mean, here it's probably not going to make that big of a difference. Uh, there would – he – you know, if there's three more players that he likes really well, then it doesn't matter to him. He just takes Josh Allen, and he'll take whoever of the players is left uh, that he really likes. And then we see Terry McLaurin go a little bit high. Um, I wonder if he's going to double-tap wide receiver here. Could be. I mean, I love I love McLaurin the talent. I just have worries about that offense. I think that the the bullish argument would be that Wentz does not care about taking shots downfield, and I think you know McLaurin's the clear alpha there. Um, yep. I just worry about them being able to score points. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. They have a they have a pretty decent matchup week one against Jacksonville. Um, you know, there's a chance that Washington players pay off, but I just don't have a lot of exposure to them. Yeah, for sure. All right, I loaded a few players into the queue. Uh, I like all the guys. You, I like all the guys you loaded. Um, I'm going to also throw in. Let me look and see. I mean, it's possible none of these guys are going to make it. I'm going to. I th I, th I noticed you just put Deontay Johnson in there. I think he's um, interesting. Jalen Waddle actually is who I put in. Oh, I, okay, so Jalen Waddle I like, um, and it also gives him time to get healthy. Um, we think he's going to play this week and be fine, but I know yep. he's been dealing with some stuff. Um, Travis Etienne would probably be my favorite guy in the queue. I bet he's going to be gone. Yeah. The two tight ends make a lot of sense because it's kind of like a drop-off from them to tight end uh, six for me. Um, yeah. It, and we kind of keep the foot on the on the gas with the either of them in this build, and there goes DTN. Yeah, I, I figured there was a pretty good shot he was going to disappear. Well, we have six in the queue, and we need to we need to load one more just in case we don't get jammed up here. Where are you at on Amon Ross St. Brown right here? I'll just say that there's a no. I, there's I don't some mind sharp people him on him. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind him. I don't have yep. enough of him. I have him in one main event. Um, I think there's some very sharp people that are really in on Amon Ra right now. Um, he's he's kind of under the radar because I think some people are looking at him more of like a floor play, right? But I think he's got some ceiling outcomes in that and that Detroit offense if that offense takes a big step forward. Yeah, totally agree. And then I don't see anybody else I'd want to push up here. 
Um, so I think we're good. I, we got to figure out how we could get two of these guys. Right. Can, so can we talk about uh, at the at the four hundred four? Chase Edmonds just goes off as uh, this team nine has started off with. Kelsey, then went Najee Harris, James Conner, Chase Edmonds. So he is going uh, very robust running back here. Are they on on auto draft or anything? I just it could have been the guy. It looks like they are. Yeah, it looks like they're they're setting up an on auto draft, but it you know that queue is not. Uh, it, they're they're not coming off of the standard queue for sure. Yeah, that's that is a good point. So listen, I like Chase Edmonds a lot. He's getting. Um, He's getting steamed up, but I think running back 17 is a little much. Like we talked about him having potential to be an, R, uh, an RB, uh, like an RB 15 ish. But when you take him to RB 17, you're basically banking on him being RB 15. Um, yep. So I don't like him right there. There's there's a lot of testosterone going on uh, from pick seven through nine. I'll tell you that. And it's funny because like a tournament setting um, where you don't you can't load up your entries teams usually don't go robust RB because you're kind of banking on all of these guys being healthy at the right time and producing at the right time. Um, there's just so much attrition at the running back position. I mean, we saw last year Devin Singletary winning leagues. Now, Jonathan Taylor also won leagues, but right. it was, you know, it's not always the, the top of the line running backs um, that do it. So, and, and when you we'll start see. jamming three or four in there, you, you, you're almost assured that at least one of them is probably going to be not helping you when, when the weeks really matter. And, and you know, we love it because our build is, you know, been, it's pretty much a zero RB team right now. Yeah, um, so far. So, All right, Jerry Davis Judy's one. interesting. And, I'll, and, I'll throw, and of, of course, Cruz's took uh, Gabe Davis, so. Their sexy build continues. It's extremely sexy now with Gabe. It's X-rated even. So we have George Kittle. I'm kind of lean Kittle here if he's there um, because I think there's a few wide receivers that will make it back to us. A.J. Dillon we've been taking too much of, and he's got the week 14 bye. Right. Um, if he's there at the 503, I think we can consider him, but I don't think we push him up just because he's the last running back we love. Correct. So it, if Brees Hall is here at the 410, do we go ahead and take him or do we try to push him around? I think we try to push Brees around. I've seen Brees falling um, a few drafts. Okay. Uh, this is... So you've got team two has two running backs, and team one looks like they want to be a hero RB build. Yep. I don't think team one is going to take Brees Hall. I think he'll be there for us to, to consider. All now right. it comes down to do we take George Kittle here and take our tight end? Um, I say yes, but if you want to talk me into Deontay Johnson over him, I could, I could do it. I kind of want to talk you into Jerry Judy over him. So Jerry Judy's another good one, but is there a chance that Jerry Judy makes it to us at the 503 and then we could have George Kittle with four wide receivers? Maybe. Does team two take Jerry Judy? Yeah. With one of their two picks is the question. All right. So what do we want to do here? I kind of lean George Kittle um, because I don't mind taking another wide receiver if we miss out on Judy. Having Hollywood Brown is there. Let's take Kittle. Uh, and I'll put I'll put Hollywood Brown in the queue. 
Um, I'll put A.J. Dillon in the queue. I mean, yep. it stinks to see Jerry Judy go every time. But I think having that, you know, potentially elite tight end, like if George Kittle finishes as like tight end two overall, it's not going to be shocking to me. Um, right. The guy's a stud. I mean, it, the, the only problem with Kittle is you need a second tight end at some point because I don't think he, you know, he's not the kind of guy who plays every single game. But the games he's on the field, um, he's going to produce. Um, so if we have him to start the season and then we have him for the playoffs, you know, and we can get 12 starts out of him this year, I think we're, we're pretty happy with this pick. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, so yeah. Jerry Judy goes. Sorry, Dan. We'll we'll draft a Judy share. Um, we got a couple more a couple more attempts at this. It's all right. I got a couple auctions too, so I can uh, I can prioritize him there if he goes for a decent price. We'll see what happens, but that's all right. We got uh, the Brees Hall dream buying... is not the Brees Hall dream is not dead. So should we be buying Judy in Dynasty? Not to get off of our our draft that we're currently in, but he seems kind of like he seems like a guy you can get for maybe less than he could gain. And I think he could gain like really quickly. Um, Cause I think people are really into Sutton as I am, but Judy's got a great profile. Um, I've, I've, I don't know. What do you think? I've made a couple of attempts at getting Judy in uh, his, I, I, I got rebuffed with no counter. Uh, you know, what did you offer? If you don't mind me asking. I, I don't even remember. It's been a couple weeks. So I've thrown so many offers around. So, Brees Hall, Deontay Johnson, Hollywood Brown, A.J. Dillon. You want to go Brees Hall, I feel like, here. Yeah, I think I think Hall would fit pretty well. Um, you know, I, I just like the idea of a, a running back who could be peaking down the stretch. I agree. Um, I think it's going to take some balancing in our build. Yes. The only argument, the argument would be that we'd have to take more running backs than maybe we'd want. And I, I think that sounds kind of crazy because we don't have any running backs now. But if you take Brees Hall, you're going to want maybe a, a Rashad Penny, a, a Keenan, uh, uh, excuse me, a uh, Kareem Hunt, a couple guys like that to kind of balance him out if he starts off slowly. Whereas yeah. if we take Deontay Johnson or Hollywood Brown, you get, you know, a potential top 15 wide receiver with huge spike weeks to go with kind of what we've done. I know it's a zero team, but it's pretty intriguing to have Johnson or Brown as our, as our, you know, our wide receiver four with Kittle. That's, that's a pretty scary build, but I'm okay with Brees also, Dan. So you miss Judy. I don't want you to, to get no, too upset. I, 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 I'm open to, yeah, I'm definitely open to having the conversation. I guess I'd rather have Brees than AJ Dillon. Agreed. Um, so. And AJ Dillon also has that week 14 buy. Right. And when we come back, you know, if we don't take Brees, when we come back around, it's going to be kind of... It's sketchy running backs. Sketchy at running back. Okay, I'm okay taking Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall's fine. Um, I think that we it's it's a tournament, and like you said, Brees Hall, we could be taking the first round next year. And in order for him to be a first-round pick next year, he's going to have to smash down the stretch, and that's what we're banking on. So... I think it makes us less likely to be the number one seed if we take Brace Hall right here, but I think that it makes us more dangerous in the tournament. Yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, if Brees Hall gets going in three or four weeks, and you know, this could be, uh, you know, it, we could be the number one seed. Okay, let's do it. So that's I like the pick. That's that's fine. Um, and we also have a lot of Hollywood Brown. We have a lot of AJ Dillon. Um, so we like both those guys, but that not not in this draft. Right. And hopefully, uh, if if we somehow end up a three or four seed in our league, uh, we'll we'll hopefully be going up against a team that has a lot of uh, week 13, 14 buys, and thus uh, that's why they got their number one or number two seed. That's a great. That's a great point. And did you draft your uh, your silver bullet team yet, Dan? Nope, not yet. I do that on Saturday. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, I'm. I'm totally looking forward to that. Should be a fun draft. Yeah. So we got. Uh, looks like it's Brad Cruz that's drafting this one um, for fantasy assassin. In the in the chat, I put Team Six is Team Six. Well, Andy Barron's just showed up on my on my screen to tell me who to take at the one hundred and one in my Yahoo draft. So oh, that, really? that means that, that we're we're three minutes away. Yeah, they do this thing where the video pops up, and I was I was wondering if it was your boy Pianowski, but it's not. It's Barron's. It's usually like one of these guys um, telling you who to pick. One year it was like Dalton Del Don, and I'm like, I just drafted against this guy in a. NFFC league like a week ago, I don't need him telling me who to take. Um, but I, you know, shout out Andy Barons. We'd welcome you on the Goat District anytime. There you go. Um, Hollywood Brown going to the Mongooses is nice for that build with yeah. Eckler, Andrews, Sutton, Amon Ra, and Hollywood. That's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, they got to be pretty happy with that. Uh, Fantasy Assassins took AJ Dillon. And you know, team team four is also looking quite nice. Uh, Cooper Cup, Javante Williams, Mike Adams, Brandon Cooks, Rashad Bateman. I love those Javante Williams um, kind of hero builds mm-hmm. because you get that uh, you get a, that elite wide receiver, and then you follow up with Javante, and then you could keep hammering wide receiver. It, it worked out like second round hero builds worked pretty well last year. Um, like a lot of those mixing teams were successful. It's kind of like that. Um, I think Melgo will be a pain, but I think down the stretch, Javante could be really, really good. Yeah, for sure. All right, Team Seven. Look at Team uh, Seven. Team Seven's man. angry. Just don't team, don't mess with him. Team Team Seven is uh, yeah, heavy heavy testosterone. Guy's pissed. And I love the Acres in uh, in round five. You gotta love seeing Acres in round five. Um, where do you think he'll be going um, on in Friday drafts? Is the question. I saw his his rushing total um, from the prop. I, I think it was Caesars. Uh, one of those sports books put it at like forty two yards. Right. So yeah, he's going to need to fall in the end zone. Forty four, something like that. Yeah. It. It. I mean, it, you know, the Buffalo defense is no joke, um, and you know if they if they eat up the running game there. Um, uh, we, we could see acres in a free fall. Um, uh, he's been going in the, the sixth and seventh rounds as it is. Um, uh, you know, we could, we could be seeing like eighth round, ninth round acres. 
Yeah. I, I mean, we, we passed on we passed on him in the seventh in our go district main event. Um, I'm OTC here. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. There you go. Good. Okay, Christian so McCaffrey. Let, let, let me give you a couple OTCs. Would you take uh, Akers or Damian Pierce? I, I, pro- I probably am taking Damian Pierce right now because Damian yeah. Pierce has the juice and he's going to be a, a big part of the offense. And I also am less scared of Rex Burkhead than I am Darrell Henderson. Um, now, Akers could, could crush him in terms of rushing touchdowns, but you can't just bank on getting a bunch of rushing touchdowns. So I right. would go Damian Pierce over Cam Akers, which is insane that I'm saying that about a fourth-round rookie, but I definitely would do it. Yeah. I think part of the reasons why Akers falls so far is there, there's kind of a stretch there where there's very few running backs. So if you if you happen to prefer one or two of those running backs over Akers, um, you know, if, you, if you're looking at running back in that range, um, Akers could end up falling. And if you're not looking at running back, um, you're probably not even thinking about Akers anyway. So I, I, I think for that reason, you know, Akers tends to fall down to where you, know, you get into the Tony Pollards and the Ramondre Stevensons and Clyde Edwards Hilaires and all that. And maybe he should be being treated as a committee back because if yeah. he's not fully healthy and they're going to use Darrell Henderson as a receiver – like we've seen Darrell Henderson be very um, productive um, with McVay. Um, he started off last season pretty strongly, um, and I don't know. I think maybe he should be treated as a as a committee back. So I don't know. It's a, maybe he's being priced uh, correctly, but he's funny. Um, Chris Vaccaro brought up in the NFFC primetime. He's got such a huge range where he's, and it's. I'm sure the, FF, the FFPC main event's the same. Um, where you see fifth round acres down to seventh round acres, and we usually don't see that much of a of a of a range with a with a you know a, a running back two where they're going all over the board. So we'll see yeah, how it for, works out for sure. And while we're having that little discussion, uh, Team Eight was also uh, they they refused to be out testosterone by Team Seven. Um, and took David Montgomery. Team nine blinked a little bit and took Juju. I don't know if David Montgomery raises your testosterone, though. I think that oh, that might be ouch. a placebo right there. Oh, ooh, that's harsh. David Montgomery's David Montgomery's a dangerous pick. Um, I think you know there's how how many games are they going to be leading? Um, the, the I think that the the scenario where David Montgomery kind of crushes me for saying those words is. They figure out a way to use him as a receiver, which I think he's capable of being. If Fields yeah. wants to check down to Montgomery, I think he's got some receiving upside. And, and um, Heath Cummings came on the pod this summer, and he spoke about how he was high on Montgomery. He brought up his receiving upside. Um, that's the out for Montgomery because they don't have enough receivers there. But I think if you're just banking on him as, as a rusher, um, Khalil Herbert's right behind him. They have a bad offensive line. So I don't know. It's it's a tough one. Dan, I'm going to step away just for a second because I'm coming right. up here in this other league. I'm not really yep. step away, but I'm looking away. Okay, sounds good. I'm just hopefully load I, a few... I've made my. Yep, I'm just going to load a few players into the queue here, and uh, I'll, I'll let you avert your eyes and scream when you come back. Just for a minute. 
So we had Elijah Mitchell. Isaiah Pacheco went at the 604. I, I can't believe the team nine is is not auto right now. Well, they every are, guy's they, I, on. Yeah, every every pick has been an auto pick, but they're setting. They're definitely setting their own cue somehow. Could he have been set? Yeah, I guess you're right. And also the fact that Chase Edmonds went before Juju means that he has his own personal rankings. Yep. Um, well, there you go. Isaiah Pacheco is back in the sixth round. We should tweet it. <laughs> <laughs> After a long absence, he climbs, climbs all the way back to the sixth tonight. After going in the and, 12th the last couple and of years. And Isaiah Pacheco going ahead of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It's shocking. That's, yeah. That's, it's hard to believe. I mean, even if you think he's going to be that good, you know you can get him in the 10th or 11th or 12th round right now. All right, let's look at our queue. Yeah, I mean, I I sort of would like a to not go Clyde Edwards-Hilaire here. Right. Um. Totally understand that. I, will I know that in. we have we have no correlation, I, but Lamar Jackson is interesting here at the end of, at the end of the sixth round. But I do bit, think there'll be a quarter quarterback for us in the seventh as well. Yeah, I I think there will be a quarterback for us in the eighth. I mean, I yeah, I, I think Burrow could, you know, Burrow could last because he's he's been going. Let's see. He's going to be going after, probably after Hertz and Murray. So, I don't know. I guess if we want Burrow, we probably got to take him. All right. So, Damian Pierce goes just before I pick. I couldn't believe that. That would have been a great pick on the way back. Um, yeah. I kind of like Mooney here. What do you think? I love Mooney here. I think Mooney fits what we've done. Um, I think he's got a very safe floor, and he's probably the best bet to lead the, the Bears in in, uh, in receptions and targets. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I like Mooney a lot. Yeah, I, I don't feel need to go running back here at all. So Mooney makes let's sense. Let's smash it. All right. Let's smash smashing it. it. All right. So then let's think about coming back around. Um uh, Put a couple more players in the queue. How are you on Tony Pollard? I'm okay on Pollard. I think that having Pollard and Brees Hall together might be might be a little it, bit of a pain. Yeah, they, you know, I would agree. All right, we have. Uh, we have five players in the queue. We have five picks. We're, or we're the fifth pick. So, I'll throw um, Ramondre Stevenson. Oh, he was just selected. Yep, he was just taken. So, I mean, do you Joe see anybody Burrow else you is, want to put in the queue? No, I think that. I mean, we have four wide receivers. I, I, Brandon Ayuk would be interesting if you want to put another receiver in there. Okay, so Burrow, 
do we want to do we want to take Burrow here, or do we want to just punt quarterback a bit further down the line? I mean, having Burrow with T. Higgins is really intriguing. It makes us more dangerous than any other potential correlation we have. Um, Cousins Jefferson we could do. I'm also OTC right now on the clock. 30 seconds to go. So I started out with Christian McCaffrey. I went Javante Williams at at, uh, at 24 overall. So I could go A.J. Brown, Kyle Pitts, or Travis Etienne. Uh, I think I'm going to lean Kyle Pitts or A.J. Brown here. I think I'm going to go Kyle Pitts because I think I can make up at wide receiver in this league. Okay. All right, I'm doing it. Okay, I'm officially off the clock. All right, and we are officially um, on the clock. And now we're back on the clock. Yep. So, of the guys in the queue, I think Joe Burrow makes us the most dangerous. Um, structurally, going with the Kirk or Ayuk, it adds to our strength. But I think that having a Joe Burrow T. Higgins stack is is yeah, it's just a very flat range. Um, we have a lot of Kyler Murray. I think pushing Burrow up here makes a lot of sense. Do you have a, a, a lean of anybody else? No, I think Burrow's the way to go. All right, let's do it. Done. Awesome. All right, I'm gonna put up real quick. So Burrow has Tampa, New England, and Buffalo as his last three games. Uh, well, he's got Casey, that Cleveland, Buffalo, Tampa. That Buffalo one's tough. The Buffalo but, one is tough, but it also could be a. Uh, it could also be a shootout. Could it's be two very good offenses. Um, that's the game that a lot of people were banking on in terms of like correlation. Um, you know, that Buffalo defense is scary, but a lot changes during, during an NFL season. I like what we did. I like having Burrow and, uh, and T. Higgins. I think it, it, it makes us the most dangerous for a tournament setting to have that correlation with a guy that we think has a high touchdown upside. Yeah, for sure. And I love the Mooney pick. Um, it was a really tough range, but like I think Mooney has some upside um, and he's got a super safe floor. And, and, you know, to have... And, and he normally goes before that. Agreed. Agreed. So, Late six is weird for him, isn't it? Yeah, and it is. Thielen ahead of him is a little weird. Yes, definitely Thielen ahead of him. Elijah Moore usually goes after him. Godwin usually goes after him. Michael Thomas usually goes after him. Um, you know, so even though there's been a, a, a pretty strong wide receiver thirst for a lot of the teams in here, um, you know, and of course... Teams seven, eight, and nine are, are doing everything they can to counterbalance it. So God bless them. A hundred percent. Yeah, we, we we thank you for your service, teams seven, eight, and nine. All right. Yeah, Kyler goes to uh, Fantasy Assassins. That's man. That that team is looking really good. That's that's gonna be a tough team. That's to a beat. big time. That's a big time team. Yep.
Yeah, they've and they've that's been, a the, team seven has a tough build with DeAndre Hopkins as their wide receiver too. Um, that's a that's that's a pretty tough tough uh, scenario. They take Thielen and, and then Hopkins. Yeah, Thielen is a wide receiver one. I mean, that's that's all right, but yeah, that's that's pretty tough. If that team would have gone wide receiver instead of Cam Akers, they definitely would have had some more outs because they're you know a Henry Kamara Chubb Waller right. with another wide receiver. That's that that's yeah. You know you can deal with that, but this is going to be hard. Right. Team eight though is undeterred. They they plow on. Uh, more testosterone, more testosterone. Just well, when you get a chance to double tap Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery, you do it every time. <laughs> they just keep shoveling more uh, more running backs into the hopper, and happy for them. But they got you know they've got their uh, their wide receiver they can build around with Keenan Allen, so you know they'll they'll be fine. I'm sure. Some someone in my home league just took. Elijah Mitchell, 33 overall. So you love to see that. Yeah. Right after an Ezekiel Elliott pick. uh, That is some confidence for sure. All right. I'm throwing some running backs in the queue. I don't know how many of these guys will make it back to us, but I think those are certainly players... Those would all be ideal for our build. All three of yep. those guys. Exactly. I. I'll throw. I'll throw Cordero Patterson in. I thought. I think. I think you might have done it as well. No, I threw in Antonio Gibson. So I put Patterson in just because they held him out. Um, yep. I think he's got a very safe floor. It does have the week fourteen, but he would kind of be like a bridge to Brees Hall. Like right. I don't know. I don't know how Patterson's gonna gonna finish the season, but I feel pretty confident that you could start him week one, and you're not gonna hate it. Yes. Yeah, I think I think if uh, you know, if if we were able to get enough out of Patterson to get us through to Brees Hall, that would be fantastic. Uh, Hopefully we can aim a little bit higher. I mean, I I definitely have uh, Hunt and Penny and Singletary uh, as more desirable picks because I think they could you know they could help us now and help us later. On a side note, Dan, did you see how hot it is in Las Vegas today? <laughs> it's yeah. 113 today. 113. I, I I got a haircut today, just because you know. It all helps. It all helps. You don't want anything, every anything weighing bit. you down. Yep. Like I usually, I, I do, I, I like doing the early morning walk from like casino to casino for like the drafts. Yep. But if it's, it's like, I look today and it's like seven thirty in the morning. It's like 92. It's crazy. Oh, God. So I love it though. I, I can't wait to get there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I, I definitely enjoy uh, getting out, get a little, Get a little walk in before I uh, start drafting. You know, just get the old blood moving, and uh, I, I think it definitely helps out. A lot of coffee, a lot of coffee yes. in the morning too. Get you going. Yep. It's yep. always the Gotta key is knowing the... where the good the good coffee is. Um, which sounds like hey, you can get anything in a Vegas casino, but there's been times where you're in like, I know in the NFFC draft last year. 
there was no good coffee place for like a half a mile from the the conference center so you really? were we were trying to sprint to find something uh the the ffpc though it's when in hollywood it's has right, uh they have starbucks, um, right, starbucks there. right there right down at the bottom it's awesome yeah yep it's fantastic um i that's that's my go-to um uh, every morning i you know i usually i usually wake up and i'm like okay it's uh you know five o'clock six o'clock whatever as soon as six o'clock hits and that place opens up i'm down there all right so we're f six picks away we have four in the queue right now um i mean i think we gotta add that guy drake london i love drake london you don't have to twist my arm on that i know you do and that's that's one of the reasons i threw him in there um, you know, it's I. I just worry Komet about him be being slow out, slow out the gate. Komet could be interesting, um, but that would be coming know, with, around with into the, the night. With the Kittle, I'd, I'd prefer pushing tight end a little bit more, because um, right. we have Kittle, and I feel like you kind of lose a little a little steam if you if we take another tight end in the, in the next three rounds. Um, but we do like Komet, and we do have a ton of them. Of the of our queue right now, I would say that Kareem Hunt is my favorite. I'd like to get a, some Kareem Hunt exposure. Um, what about you? Hmm. I. Yeah, I I like him. I probably like. I probably like Penny a little bit better. But here's the nice thing. Hunt, Penny, and Singletary, we're going to get one of them. Because we're, we're three away. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with Singletary as well. Um, yeah. I think Singletary is, you know, I, he, I don't know. James Cook seems to be pretty firmly in third string and not really competing for the running back snaps as much as he is going to be split out wide. Um, so... So if you want I, to break ties and go Singletary, I think that's fine. I think he's the same tier as Kareem Hunt. Well, no, I, I'm hoping that uh, Hunt will be there. I, you know, actually, I wouldn't mind it at all if we're able I, to get. Two I think of these there's guys. a chance. I think there's yeah. I think that there's a good chance the two of them come back because team two has, team two has three running backs, um, and team one has two, but he also went with his tight end and his quarterback, so I think he might be going back to the wide receiver well. Could be. I don't so know. He's, he's Tony been a little go. bit tough to predict. Yep. Team one's been a little bit tough to predict for me. All right. So there went Singletary. So I think Hunt is the smash here, yeah? Yeah. I think I think Hunt, is. he stands out a lot. He's, he's a guy I like a lot. I think it's a no-brainer pick. You and know. getting him in the late in the late eighth round is is very good. Yeah, I like and that. Now, I'm OTC in my home league. I need a wide receiver here. It's Allen Robinson, Hollywood Brown, Jerry Judy, Rashad Bateman, Jalen Waddle, Gabe Davis. This would be for my wide receiver one. So I, I I can take two of these guys. Man, I like Waddle and Gabe a lot. I know. It's really dangerous. It is. I think that, no, I mean, in a good way. I think that Rashad Bateman stands out a lot, too. 
Yeah. But I think Bate, the the thing you got to be concerned about with Bateman is, I mean, you know, he could. I don't know. I I, I feel I'm like taking Gabe, Waddle, I'm taking I, Gabe I, Davis. I, I feel like Waddle's a smash there because I think he's going to get. I I think he's probably still going to get hundred plus targets. I'm doing it. I took Gabe Davis and Jalen Waddle. So my start is CMC, Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddle, and Gabe Davis. Yeah, I love it. And the, and the nice bad. thing is in home leagues, I mean, you know, sometimes you can get by with, you know, taking picks like that because other guys are going to slide through later. Yeah. No, they'll definitely be. This is a... Um, this is again a th- it's a it's a three flex with um two wide receivers starting, so the three flex spots are usually wide receivers for me unless a running back falls, um but I won't touch I won't touch quarterback because I took Kyle Pitts, uh, so I'll wait a little bit on on uh, QB, and then for us we're four away. Yep. I love the two rookies. Hmm. Do you, but if you want to take Komet, then we'd be done at tight end. I no, I don't need to take Komet. I just threw him in there. I thought it was an interesting, uh, an interesting look. Well, Though, last night we last night we took Alave. Um, you know, we could differentiate with Pickens here if he's available. Yeah, and I, and I, I like Pickens because we already have a Week 14 by wide receiver. So I'd like to. I mean, I don't mind having other players with Week 14 buys, but if we don't, you know, if we can avoid. Uh, having the same position with with same buys, especially with guys we think are going to be starting for us fairly frequently, then I think we're going to be in a little bit better shape. Um, I yeah. also throw Traylon Burks in there as a possibility too. Uh, I would probably take him over Komet with this current build. I'll agree on that. And there goes Damian Harris. So we're we're going to have a choice here. Pickens, I think, is if if Pickens gets taken here, do you want to go trail on Burks over Alave? I feel like Alave. We we All had right. this we had this conversation last. Okay, so let's take Pickens, easy one. Yep. All right, Pickens, it is. All right. So we're sitting we're sitting really nice at wide receiver. Every one of them has a different bye week. Uh, it's always always a plus. I mean, I don't worry about them too much, but that is definitely a plus. And there goes and there, Cole Komet. <laughs> yep. Not a surprise. So I'm sure, what, what I'm sure you'll see Alave. Yeah. What surprised me was Ertz going before Komet, given what we know about uh, Ertz. But I guess a lot of people aren't uh, too scared about that. Yeah, Mongoose is put together a re- really nice team. Mongoose is a, is a, is a, I, I've drafted against him before. He's, he does a good job. Yep. Um, but I feel like people are, you're right. People are just are not scared of the Earth's news. Um, a guy who's over 30 with a calf injury, and it's been, you know, several weeks of this, and they can't shake it. Um, it's just a, it's just a weird thing, um, especially because. You know, you're taking him at tight end ten. That's that's pretty high. So I don't know. I, I would be a little more, you know, risk averse to Zach Ertz. I took him in round fifteen this past weekend in NFFC, which was non tight end premium. 
but like taking him in the teens seems a little bit better than you know taking him inside of the first ten rounds. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And speaking of tight ends in NFFC, um, I don't know if you you happen to notice, but that uh, OC I did this afternoon, I was able to push uh, Brevin Jordan to the end of the nineteenth round. You have so much Brevin Jordan; it's 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 just awesome. That would you? I mean, you cr- you crush that OC. You really crush that OC. I got to sneak in another NFFC maybe tomorrow night. I'm going to do one online draft when I land. Um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's worthwhile. Now is a good time to be getting in those OCs because uh, a lot of the, a lot of the heavy hitters are just entirely focused on uh, you know the the soup the very high stakes drafts uh, the you know the supers and uh, prime times and all of that. So the, the OCs up. have gotten softer. So what are we looking at here? Miles Sanders goes. Yep. And then Fantasy Assassin, um, I like the aggressive move of going James Cook as his RB2. It's kind of like his build, in a sense, is kind of like ours, where he's got a tight end he's he's confident in. Um, he's strong at wide receiver. And uh, he has a, you know, uh, an anchor running back that was taken a little bit later. Um, of course, we have Kareem Hunt to balance it out. Yep. But I like how his team is dangerous. It's a very, very nice build. Yeah, I think so too, for sure. I'm going to have an, a really nice 6-7 turn here in this home league. There's so many guys left. <laughs> love it. you got to love it. Good deal. All right. I, I loaded a few more running backs into the queue. I think if any of those can make it back to us. Uh, they would definitely be smashes. I don't know how you feel about Michael Carter um, paired up with Brees Hall. It might be a pain in the butt to have it because what if it's if it's it, a true it, split to start out? It, it it could be. I mean, I I get that. Um, I, Their I, offensive line was better than people thought last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were a top fifteen line, um, and they were pretty successful running the ball um, at times. And we saw Carter have success. I don't mind it. We kind of locked down a running back spot, and I think we both believe in the talent of Michael Carter. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it, but I sure don't love it. I'm, I'm no, with it's, you. it's it's unexciting to pair them up, especially when we got to use, um, you know, so much early capital on it. But it's not the worst idea. Right. And again, I don't feel like we have to go. Um, I don't feel like we have to go running back here at all. Um, we don't want to ignore it too much, but I don't. I don't think it's an, for sure going to happen. I put another name in the queue, um, not for now, but for later. And I think he would probably fit well with Brees Hall too. That's Damian Williams uh, from Atlanta. I like Damian Williams. Yeah, for exactly the same reasons you were talking about Cordero Patterson. Uh, You know, Williams is probably that guy who holds down the first few weeks, um, you know, as the true running back. And we see, 
Cordero Patterson is, you know, in more of an almost Debo Samuel type role, is my guess. Yeah, and there's been some positive um, reports that uh, they're planning on using Williams. Um, he's available on waivers everywhere, and he's available in like the 20th round of a lot of these drafts. But, you know, I think he could be a guy that, that people are adding, um, you know, in week one waivers because he might get double-digit carries and a couple of targets. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the uh, the room is running away from us at running back. Um... Well... You know, this is, uh, it's fine. You know, they're leaving yeah. us other guys and we'll, we'll have very strong. There, there are some other running backs time. coming up that will be available later. You know, like the, Eno Benjamins, uh, Raheem Mostert's, you know, guys like that, that are going to have a role from, you know, right out of the gate. Um, uh, you know, Melgo, Melgo would be very intriguing here at the ten ten. Yeah. And again, you're the base, just based on the way that the, that the room is drafting, I think your Jets idea might not be the worst one because at least we'd lock down a, uh, a running back spot uh, to yep. go with Kareem Hunt. And if one guy went down for, for a couple of weeks, I mean, we saw how productive Carter was. It was a very small sample size, but he had a couple of weeks where he was just dynamic. Um, and if Michael Carter went down, I mean, Brees Hall would be a potential league winner. Right. Yeah, for sure. All right, so yeah, hope, hopefully Melvin Gordon or Michael Carter makes it back. Though if Traylon Burks makes it back, I think that might be such an easy. Smash. I mean, we have to on principle. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't feel the need to, you know. Absolutely draft a running back here. Brad finally noticed my comment in the uh, in the league chat. I didn't even I didn't even see the league chat. Let me take a look. <laughs> That's hilarious. The guy drafts too much, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I'm coming up on on my picks as well. I have. All right. At the so, six six seven turn here, I've got. We're, we're, let's make ours first. Okay. I don't know how you're doing on clock on yours. How how long of a clock? I'm good. Have? I'm three. I'm I'm three picks away. It's their minute clock, so we're good. We're, we'll be able to make this pick. Okay. Um, I think Michael Carter's our pick. If he makes it. If he makes it. If he doesn't, which way you want to go? Uh, then it gets interesting. Because there's nobody here well, I really love. Well, I'm, I'm trying to make a bull case for somebody. I think Khalil Herbert is interesting. Um, yeah. And I, again... We, we can't run away from the run that much. All right. Carter's okay, so there. let's let's take Michael Carter. Let's take Michael Carter. I think it's the pick. Yeah. 
and it takes a little bit of uh, the weight off of our shoulders to have at least one running back spot, like kind of locked down. Um, I would still lean Herbert coming back around, um, unless you wanted to go back to the well. Like if Rondell Moore was there, I'd be okay with that. Oh, I'm on TC in the other league. Let me get this in. So let's see. I'm going to take Darnell Mooney. Let's see. And I am between Ramondre Stevenson, Brandon Ayuk, and Hunter Renfro, and Drake London. Say him again. Ramondre Stevenson as my RB3, and this would be at the 701. Brandon Ayuk, Hunter Renfro, or Drake London. Christian Kirk's also available, not as exciting. I I think I'd go wide receiver there, probably. Yeah, I think I'm going to go wide receiver. So it comes down to London, Ayuk, Renfro, or Kirk. I mean, I think London and Ayuk probably have the most upside. Um Renfro is probably the safest. Renfro and Kirk are definitely very safe picks. I'm going to go London. Get another Drake London. There you go. So my start in the home league is CMC, Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts, Gabe Davis, Jalen Waddell, and now Darnell Mooney and, and Drake London. And not yeah, awful. With all, with all the wide receivers you've got to start in that league, it totally makes sense. So, so as we're as we're starting to come back, um, one thought I'm having is we could build another stack for the tournament by taking Irv Smith here and then come around and get Cousins in another round or two, um, and that would give us an Irv Smith, Justin Jefferson, uh, Kirk Cousins stack to go along with the you know the Burrow Higgins stack. So depending on what's going on in the playoffs, we could really, you know, it's kind of a two-way go. And I think that that works well because we're not reaching to do it. I think Irv is fine value here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could be very useful also, even if we're not using the stack, because, you know, how injury, how much of an injury risk we have with Kittle. Um, right. I like that idea. I think even if we don't end up with Cousins... Herb is a nice pick right here. Let's do it. All right. Herb Smith. And and I like Welcome Khalil Herbert, but again, like Herb Smith could be a, a useful weekly guy. We need some things to happen for Khalil to be that. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and we're we're looking good here. Um, I think our, our our team is it's really balanced. Uh, I love the Pickens pick for us because um, I know you've made a call that you think he's going to be a top 20 wide receiver. I love having a share of him with you um, and having him in a in a tournament setting where, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the other wide receivers throughout the year, but Pickens could just keep getting better and better and better. Right. Um, we talked last night about how he, he could be like a second round, third round pick next year. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I think he fits the build really well. I mean, he's a, he's a great wide receiver five. Um, 
you know, if you if you've already got four in the hopper, uh, adding them in is is just it's easy and it's fun. And as I expected, by the way, on the last one, uh, Traylon Burks did not make it by Brad Fantasy Assassins at number six. That's I mean his his James Cook and Traylon Burks picks, um, in the ninth and tenth round are just such upside picks to go with what he's already done. That's I mean. He's going to be very, very tough to beat in this one. Yeah, for sure. But looking at the rest of the teams, you know, besides Team 6, I like what Team 5, I like what Team 5's done. Um, And I like a lot about number Team 4, but I think we're right up there. Yeah, I I, I think 3, 4, 5, 6 is the the strength of this draft Um, that's, Team twelve had a had a good start, and they've really they they've gone the wrong way since. I I liked what they were doing through the Goddard, even kind of the Michael Thomas pick. I mean, I don't love Thomas, but I love taking wide receiver there for them. Yeah, but then uh, you know Russell Wilson. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they got spooked and figured they better get a quarterback, but I think they would have been a lot better off taking another wide receiver or two and, you know, not taking so many running backs and a quarterback there. There goes Team 9, um, another auto. Yeah, he's been autoing every time. But I think, you know, I, I think what is possible is that he's doing more than one draft and he's just, you know, he's he's setting his cue every time and just putting it on auto. I'm not sure why he's setting the cue in the way that he's setting it, but, you know. I, I added Raheem Mostert to the, yes. uh, the cue. Yep. It's time to start thinking about guys like that for sure. Um... Uh, I think, uh, you know, Benjamin makes sense there. Absolutely. I think Jeff Wilson makes some sense. I put Tyler Allgaier in there um, just as an interesting upside. Um, another rookie running back that might, you know, take a take a larger role as the season moves on. Yeah. And I don't have much of any of him. I've got a few, but they're... Pretty much all in best balls, now that I think about it. Garrett Wilson is interesting. Um, I think he's just been so beat up. There's been like all these reports saying that, you know, he's going to be running with the twos and he doesn't have a large role. But I don't know. The guy's such a stud. It's it's hard for me to see the Jets not using him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the, probably the biggest knock is that, um, he's, he's not quite the same pass blocker as, uh, Corey Davis, you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, are they gonna, they, they'd have to use Barrios in the still there. some, right? Well, Barrios is still there. Right. Um, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where you enter the season and you want to use your veterans, 
and then maybe a few things go differently and you're like, I got to start using the guy that I used the top 10 pick on. Um, and all these people are getting Garrett Wilson now kind of at a, at a discount yeah. where Garrett Wilson is, is like the discounted rookie wide, re- wide receiver that you're drafting. It's, I mean, before the draft happened, he was maybe my favorite wide receiver in the entire draft. I mean, the guy is such a stud. So I don't know. He's If you can afford to stash a guy, um, I mean, I think he could win some people some games down the stretch. Yeah. And I wish I had a little more. The other problem is I have so much Elijah Moore that (laughs) it's really hard to double down, um, to double tap the Jets wide receiver. We did double tap the Jets wide receiver in our super, the one with Andrew. So we have Elijah Moore, and then we took Garrett Wilson during a wide receiver run. So our bet was that at least one of them is going to be very, very fantasy viable, and it's somewhat of a hedge, but – you know, maybe down the stretch you have one as a wide receiver three and one as like a top 18 wide receiver, um, which in NFFC could be useful. Right. So what about, so we have uh, Raheem Mostert, Eno Benjamin, I think, Jeff Wilson is probably another, you know, good step below those guys. But yeah, out of my, I'd like to get Benjamin, one of the two. Who, who do you like better? Well, I mean, I have Eno Benjamin in almost every draft. I think Eno goes right around the same time as Mostert. Um, Mostert's interesting. I heard the it was Ben Gretsch and Sean Siegel talking about how Mostert has challenged anybody on the team with a. Uh, with a higher speed rating on Madden to a race. So he thinks he's got his old speed back. Um, he's about the same size as Chase Edmonds. Um, you, you might project him to get at least some of the role. And the fact that they cut Sony makes me think that they believe Mostert is healthy. I think there's also a better chance that Eno lasts to us to the 13th. There's a chance both of us, both of them are gone by we, by the time we pick, but I think, Eno. Eno, Eno could come back around. Yeah. I like your KJ Osborne you put in there to keep building on this. Yeah, I think I think if we don't take Cousins in the 13th, he probably won't be there at the 14th. But if we miss on him, I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, just given that we do have Burrow. Uh, it's it's totally fine to start Justin Jefferson and uh, Irv Smith if we want and not have Cousins because we're starting Burrow and, and uh, Higgins. So I, I would rather have those two running backs if they're both available to us. I think if those two running backs aren't available to us then we have to start thinking, uh, you know, do we go Cousins uh, or do we go another way than that? So I have Chris Olave or George Pickens – Darrell Henderson, Naeem Hines, and Melvin Gordon for the, the handcuff of, of Javante Williams um, in my build. I just took Joe Burrow. So this would be this would be my final flex spot. Darrell Henderson, Naeem Hines, Chris Olave, George Pickens, or Melvin Gordon. I think this is a Pickens or Olave pick. Probably. Man, this is tough. Which way do you lean? I mean, you know I like... I think I'm going to lobby. I think I, 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 I had one second on the clock. 
I think we're. I think we can both be right on that one. Yeah. I think like they both. They both are going to have good. And, like, I drafted Pickens a bunch this past weekend. I mean, I love him. I traded a 2023 first for him. Um, but I could see Alave smashing. He doesn't have a Deontay Johnson near him. He doesn't have a Pat Fryermuth near him. He's got. As much as I love Michael Thomas, you know, he's 29. Jarvis Landry's 29. Kamara's like 27 now. Um, you know, Olave's just got that that burner speed. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Mostert went, of course, to uh, Brad Cruz and the Fantasy Assassins. So, the, so, we're looking at, you know, Benjamin. I think it stands out. Um, yeah. If he's there, I think we smash it. Yep, agreed. And do you do you consider pushing? It's too early for Wilson. It is. But it has been a running back crazy draft. Right. And he's not that far down the running back ranks right now. Yeah, I think. Well, I I think we take Eno here for sure, right? You know, one hundred percent. I think this is no, I, no. Eno for me, absolutely. Any chance we can get Eno at the end of the twelfth, early thirteenth, is a smash for me. All right, so I'm going to take Eno here. Now, coming back around is the question. Yep. So. Kirk Cousins probably makes it back to us next pick. But if you wanted to guarantee your stack, this wouldn't be the worst place to take him. Yeah, I I think like I how know. committed are I, you to I, the I stack? Think, I think I think Cousins probably goes before our pick in the 14th. But you know, do we need running back worse? I guess that's the question. So, we probably do. Okay. I think that's fine. And Kirk Cousins could make it back. It just depends on how how many people here want to draft their QB, too. I mean, Cousins right. will be up there in the rankings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, everybody's got a quarterback one. Um Nobody's got a quarterback. You also you yet. also have conviction. You also have conviction in Jeff Wilson. You know, you've wanted to yeah. get him on all your teams. So getting him on on this team we could also yeah, follow up with a late a late Tyrion Davis Price pick, Dan, and have, you know, the hedge against Elijah Mitchell. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think Wilson is probably the pick here if he's still there. Um if not, then I would probably go Cousins. So I don't... You know, we could take Osborne, but... I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I Okay, so it's either going to be Wilson or Cousins. For me. So... I agree with you. I think that it, it comes down to, do you want to sacrifice the stack in order to take a running back you like? I will say this. 
Wilson still needs a couple outs for things to happen. He could take the job from okay, so the Derek Carr selection makes me think maybe maybe forcing your stack is the correct move. We can do that. because um, there are you know, Wilson could make it back. Um, there are there are other options at running back. There's definitely other options at running back. Um, like, you know, we like Amir Abdullah. We like the Baltimore backs. Um, I think Jalen Warren is interesting. Jarek McKinnon is interesting. Um, and maybe we prompt people to take QB2 if we take Cousins as well. Yeah, that could be. All right. Well, so what is – what are you – is that – do you want to do Cousins or do you want to do Wilson? I don't want to force Cousins, but I do think it's the – it might make it might be the most dangerous selection. Yeah, I, I, you know, I have plenty of Wilson, so I don't need him here. Um, let's do Cousins. Let's do it. All right, done. All right, Bill's defense goes immediately. James Robinson goes. And we're back to the assassins. And they're going Gerald Everett. Jacoby Myers is a nice a nice value right there. You know, I'm I'll put it this way. I never want to be in the position where I feel like I need to take Kobe Myers because I feel like I'm taking him for a floor. <laughs> well, he is he is a floor. He's like a yep. you know, but we've we've seen him we've seen he's, him be he's like you know, pretty heavily 13, targeted 14 points. He's like a homeless man's Hunter Renfro. <laughs> yes. It's exactly what it is. All right. And Let's see. I'm so KJ throw... Osborne, KJ Osborne should be prioritized if he's there. Um, Amir Abdullah, I like. I like Jalen Warren as a cuff. I mean, uh, you know, he's a handcuff too, Najee, but I think he's got some upside. Yep. McKinnon is a little bit boring, but I put him in there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't think for, McKinnon is exactly boring. I mean, I, I think McKinnon's one of those guys who can explode any given week. Should I just it boring in a sense that he's an older back in a kind of in a kind of a committee, right? Um, but you're you're getting a piece of a of a very good offense in a very cheap way. I'll also say that the double tap of Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake for our build is interesting. Mm-hmm. If we're betting against J.K. Dobbins. Gus is out for a month at least. One of those two guys, like last night we took Kenyon Drake, but there's a chance that one of those two guys, it looks, you know, like a big a big part of the offense. I kind of come back to Devonta Freeman, how he looked like he was complete dust, and then he was usable because he was in Baltimore next to Lamar Jackson. 
Like mm-hmm. one of those two guys can do it. Yeah. Yep. All right. All guy goes. All right, and Kicker Lives Matters is on quite the wide or quite the running back run here. Well, he started out with the, you know, two straight wide receivers, and then it's become pretty green. Yep. Yeah, I like a couple of his picks, but you know, the the once you get to the once you've gone. The Brian Robinson, JD McKissick. I don't see the need for for Algier. Um, I don't really see the need after Henderson to keep hammering running back. Like Antonio Gibson, Rashad White, and Darrell Henderson is kind of like an ideal two, three, four running back for his build. Right. Yeah, I think I would have gone a different way too. Um, you know, clearly he's thinking he's he's probably not going to need to back up Josh Allen, or if he does, he'll do it very late. Um, and Hawkinson, oh, he just went likely, so he just went uh, went with another tight end there. All right, so we just wait and we see what comes back our way. Six picks away in the other in the other draft. Um, Jeff Wilson might come back to you. Might. If he does, then I think that's definitely a good smash right there. Agreed. If he doesn't, who in our queue would be your, your ideal pick? Hmm. KJ Osborne, I think would be. Yeah. I, I, I think he's definitely a very intriguing pick there. Um, Abdul Especially is also if we, interesting. Yeah, I like Abdul a lot. But Jalen Warren also. I mean, none of those guys would come back to us um, after the 14-15 turn, for sure. Except for Damian Williams. Yeah, Damian Williams will, probably. I should have him down here, probably above Mike Davis, but... Williams has been kind of shooting up the draft boards of late um, ever since the Roto World blurb came out that uh, he looked like the starting running back in uh, in Atlanta. Okay, Osborne just went. So this makes it a little bit easier for us. If Wilson's gone, let's go Abdullah. Yeah. Would you be okay so with that? Interestingly enough, Team Nine, Team Nine has come off of the auto picks. His last two picks have not been auto drafted picks, so I think whatever else he was doing uh, is over. Well, I like his Osborne pick, and I like his DJ Shark pick. So, yeah, it's a little bit better when he's not on auto. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you just have to wonder where he got that list Based- off of that he was working on. Pacheco one was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
the rest of them kind of make sense where they're at. But and and the Chase Edmonds one also was quite interesting. You watch, Brad is going to probably grab Jeff Wilson here. I think there's almost a 100% chance he goes running back. Maybe he goes Abdullah, though. He might. Based he on his build, based too. on his build, that Jalen Warren, he absolutely could. There it is, Jeff Wilson. Pegged it. <laughs> All right, so we're we're crossing our fingers for we're crossing our fingers here for Amir Abdullah, unless there's a pivot you want to make. Yeah, I mean uh, Ab Abdullah is definitely going to give us more early production. I guess my question is, should we be worried about that, or should we be thinking about somebody who could be a, a real league winner like Jalen Warren? One of them could come back around in the 15th as well. So why don't we game theory who, who would be more likely to come back around? Oh, and there goes Damian Williams. Yeah. I, Who's I think Jalen Warren has had more steam. I think, I, I think we could get something kind of similar to Abdullah with Rex Burkhead. So then let's go with... Let's go with... Um, Let's go with Jalen Warren. Yeah, I, I don't hate that here at all. No, me neither. All right, so we're going Warren. And then I'm on the clock here. I just took Rashad White. Um, at, and I'm, now I'm at the the 11.01. I just took Rashad White. Um, and I'm Rondell Moore, Josh Palmer, Nico Collins or Cole Komet. I think Rondell Moore is a smash here. Yeah. And I know you Cole Komet would be my so. Cole Komet would be my tight end too, also, which is really unnecessary. It's not a twenty man league. It's right. like fifteen man rosters, so it seems like it almost could be a dead spot. I'm gonna take Rondell. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I do like me some Rondell Moore. Yeah, I, I totally get that. All right, Hamler goes. I don't think team one is going to go running back here. So I, I think team two is the team we'd need to worry about taking Abdullah because they already have Zamir White. Yeah, that would be a nice pairing. Mm -hmm. If Abdullah's selected... And he's not. Okay, we're good. Okay, so the, you're, you're good with Abdullah. I'm good with him. I think this makes sense. Um, I think he could have a nice role. And between him and Eno Benjamin, it's we get two, you know, receiving backs um, with potential to take over a backfield 
Um, and then Jalen Warren is like a true cuff. So I think we've kind of covered up um, at running back. It, it was a very scary times when you saw like the 9-10 turn where it was just getting all like just snapped up. But I think your, your Michael Carter call was the correct one. And then we were able to keep following it up. I think it's, it's gone pretty well. Yeah, I think we've uh, I, I think we've got running back kind of nailed down pretty well here. Uh, I'm sure we'll take at least one more the rest of the way, but we can, we can go back and now look at wide I'm loading receiver up a couple of sure. yeah, I'm loading up Marvin Jones. I put in the queue. Yep. Um, I know I know neither one of us was a big fan, but I put Christian Watson in the queue just because I think he's got. He's got a potential outcome this year where he's usable. I think it's a small one, but if it hits, um, then it really hits because he's he's a tall wide receiver of speed, and we already see Alan, Alan Lazard banged up. Um, but I love Marvin Jones if he's available to us next round. Yep, I, I like Jalen Tolbert over Christian Watson personally. Agreed with agreed on that. I definitely would take Tolbert over him. Okay, but and... Tolbert might be gone. Yeah, he might be. Van Jefferson is somebody I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to draft him. I know we won't be able to use him first couple weeks, but third wide receiver for the Rams. Uh, that's especially with Allen Robinson uh, being, you know, what, 30 years old now? 100 years old. Yeah. I, I don't mind um, that yeah, at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm with and, that. And, I don't mind that. And, you know, and, and the thing is, I mean, you know, as, as, as confident as everybody is in Allen Robinson, he did have a just crap year last year. So it's not, you know, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that Van Jefferson's just a better receiver than him at this point. I don't think that's the case, but, you know, you pay so little to find out with Van Jefferson. You know, he, he's one of those guys that, you know, I want to I put on my squads and just find out. Yeah, agreed. I think he's a fine pick um, in this range. I'm trying to make sure we're not overlooking anybody. I mean, wide receiver just gets so dry. There's not even that many draftable guys. Right. I bring up Paris Campbell again just in case. Sure. You know, we like the talent. Um He's had such, you know, an, an unfortunate string of injuries, but I wouldn't bet on it, but he's worth a, a flyer. Right. Agreed. And then I see you have Kenyon Drake in, in the queue still with Mike Davis. We could we could bet on Kenyon Drake two nights in a row. The same argument we had, had last night. Yep. But I think I think we're probably if, if unless our wide receiver. If you want to shut it down, decimated. yeah. If you want to shut it down, then I I, I think um, I I think we grab one of our wide receivers first here uh, in the sixteenth, and then take a look at Davis or Drake or whatever. And I'll just throw it out there to you: um, we have two tight ends, but. Brevin Jordan at the sixteen ten would be pretty enticing to have another share of him. I'm not afraid of carrying three tight ends. I don't think that's like overboard for one of these builds, even though we took George Kittle in the fourth. Um, so I'll, I'll just throw him into consideration. 
Yeah, totally. I'm just throwing out a few random running backs here, too, that I think make sense for us. All right, so... And Burkhead just went. That was one of the random running backs I threw in there. Well, we're not going to get upset about losing Rex Burkhead. Uh, no. No. Not at all. <laughs> so, of the wide receivers, your your lean would be Jalen Tolbert one, or is it is it Marvin Jones, Van Jefferson? I mean, you've made a case Mar- for Marvin Jones one. Uh, Van Jefferson, I think... We might be able to push around uh, even to the the eighteen nineteen turn if we wanted to take a wide receiver again there. But let's just see what happens here. All right, so move this board so that our viewers can see it. So we've had three kickers go off. Um, so far, only one defense has gone off. Starting to see some more, a uh, couple more quarterbacks went uh, for second quarterbacks. Tua to the Dak owner and uh, Trevor Lawrence to the Russ Wilson owner. And you see the um, Jamison Williams. It's tough to carry him when you when you haven't really built up your wide receivers. Right. Um, he's got the the Gage Julio combo, which is not bad. And he's but, got London and Lockett, so he's he's got startable guys. He's got startable guys, but I don't know. It's it's still tough because I it think gets, Gage has some question marks. Quick. Yeah. Yeah, very, very, very thin, very quick, and it gets thinner quicker when uh, one of your guys is pretty much guaranteed to miss the first six weeks. All right, Jalen Tolbert just went, so. So that scratched that one. So we're looking at Marvin Jones if he's there. Yep. So somehow I have a feeling that uh, the fantasy assassins at number six are just going to take our guy because that's what they've done pretty much every odd number or every even numbered round. Jeff Wilson we wanted, Raheem Mostert we wanted, Traylon Burks we wanted, uh, Devonta Smith I definitely wouldn't have minded though we had different things to do there. Elijah Moore. Uh, yeah. He definitely Dave likes the same guys took, we like. He took uh, Pitts. So yeah. No Christmas cards for Brad Cruz. Sorry. Nope, none. All right. And we're seven picks away. Isaiah Spiller is probably not a bad pick there. Um, you know, sooner sooner or later, you got to feel like um, he's more of the direct backup to... Eckler than Sony Michelle is. 
I could see Michelle just being kind of the guy they use to to handle short yardage, goal line, you know, and take a little bit of the, you know, occasionally give uh, Eckler a breather on uh, first or second down. Yeah, I mean, it's like we talked about last night. It's it's going to be super interesting to see, like the usage for the Chargers RB two, um, mm-hmm. who who comes in the game first? Does anybody get a decent amount of carries? Um, is anybody inactive? And I think you're also going to see that for a couple of these other backfields where we have question marks. Uh, we talked about Carolina's backfield. Um, you know, obviously the the Washington backfield is kind of interesting to see if they're using um, Antonio Gibson as a three down back. There's there's a lot of answers we're going to see. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of questions answered this this weekend. It's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, for sure. And uh, oh, one thing that I, I uh, talked to you about in our in our private message, but um, I didn't mention when we were talking about the super bracket is once once you get to the point where we're in the um, the March Madness section of it. So after week twelve, there are no waiver pickups either. So uh, teams that are heavy on week thirteen and week fourteen buys, you know, you, anybody who's got a buy there is going to have to figure out how they're going to get around that uh, before, you know, before week 12 starts even. Uh, because that's that, that Sunday morning waiver run of week 12, that's your, that's your last chance. All right, Marvin Jones went. Um, well, Dan, I, I, like any, I like any format where I don't have to do waivers. It sounds great after trying to cram all these waivers in today, and I'm going to have to do on the plane tomorrow. All right, um, we're up. Huh. Um, so I liked your idea of a Van Jefferson, if you wanted to yep. do that. I think this might be the spot for it. So let's go Van and get another wide receiver, and we can afford to kind of have him on our bench because of yep. our, our strong wide receivers. So I think go for it. Okay, done. And I'm now coming gonna... back will be the interesting one. Um mm-hmm. We could take another wide receiver and take Paris Campbell. We could go to Revan Jordan. Um, we could go back to the running back well with Kenyon Drake. I, I kind of like the Brevin Jordan pick because I think we have a lot of exposure to him. We believe in him. Um, yeah. And what are your he, thoughts? He, yeah, he could be the you know he could be the second uh, target in that offense for all we yeah. know. Yeah. One thing I've liked is that. Um, the O.J. Howard signing has kind of provided some cover for Brevin Jordan. I've noticed since Howard signed in uh, in Houston, Brevin Jordan has been slipping back down draft boards again. Um, so I, I, I think there's a lot of people who don't necessarily believe in him. They were just kind of uh, following the buzz. And, whereas I, I'm just really not that concerned about O.J. Howard taking looks away from, from Brevin. Yeah, it's, it, it's definitely like... If they would have signed a, even like an Eric Ebron, somebody could move a little bit, um, that would have been a little bit annoying. But I think Brevin's just locked in. I think that he's got a, a real clear path. And I don't mind yeah. having full Brevin Jordan exposure if we can get him in, in rounds like 17. Oh. <laughs> of course, right? Of course. All right. So, okay, so uh, I, think we go back to the, I think we go back to the running back well. Um, unless you want a Paris Campbell. 
No, I don't think we need to take another wide receiver. Okay, and I'll, I'll say your Indianapolis defense um, Q, Q addition is a good one because we really like them. I think they're very talented and they have matchups. We're sort of wide open here. Do you want to go with one of these RBs or do you want to go with Indy, Indy D? I think one, one of those RBs will be for us, be there for us next time. I think we might just go so, ahead and get the Indy D, get that. that let's nice lock it first, up. Yeah. All right. Indy D it is. And then um, for kicker, um, I, I don't mind having week 14 by kicker either. Um, you know, obviously we'll have to swap them out before we get to week 14. But, you know, I think we can do that because by the time we get to week 11, um, or by the time week 11 is over, most of the kickers will already have their buy. So we can just kind of look for our chance to swap out uh, once kickers start having their buys. And, of course, uh, Brad takes Kyron Williams because, of course, he does. Because anyone you queue up, is he's going to draft. So maybe you should not load the queue. We should just think about it and keep it in the back of our mind. Sending Brad a message here, Dan? Yes, I am. Here we go. Yes, he's, he's been very frustrated. Do you think he'll listen to your suggestion? What's that? Do you think he's going to listen to your suggestion and maybe stop taking our guys? Absolutely not. I, um, I, I, I fully expect him to take Boston Scott next. He's definitely going to take Boston Scott. It's like, it's like a foregone conclusion at this point. Right. No, I'm. I, I was just. I figured he might take Kyron. I just didn't think it would be quite that quick. I put Zach Moss in the queue. Yeah, like that. I mean, you, you bring up the fact that the James Cook role um, is going to be as strictly as a receiver. If that's the case, then Zach Moss is a underrated handcuff right now he's super cheap it's an offense that's going to score a lot yeah because i i mean imagine if something does happen to singletary you know i i don't see james cook going into a three down roll i i see zach moss uh, doing a lot of the banging and uh cook you know kind of working as a receiver still you know i, I i'm not sure how much cook's role changes Yeah, um, it's just a a cheap way to get into the buff get a little Buffalo Bills exposure as well. Um, right. I don't mind doing it. And, and you know, um, with well, let's see with the with the super bracket, we will not have uh, we will not have free looks. Well, because... even if we don't have a free look, we'll we'll, yep. we'll be able to. Yeah, it's. 
just because we yeah, can't I, put them in doesn't mean it's not a look at the at the usage look. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, it's uh, but the super bracket. Um, since every team drafts before the Thursday game, uh, there will be no free looks on on this particular contest. I added Samaje Piran in a similar argument for Zach Moss where he could be the handcuff in, in Cincinnati. Again, I think we'll know the usage. We'll, we'll see like, you know, they obviously treated P Ryan as a, a more valuable guy in the preseason. We'll kind of see after week one, if that's the case with him and Evans. Um, but I threw him in there. Boston Scott, I think would be a smash though, if he's there. Yep. Yeah, people are starting to wake up to the New Orleans defense a little bit. They just went um, for a, for a while. You could you could take them just any time. Yeah, Brad just I mean, wants to know who we want this round, and he'll consider passing on him. So very kind of you, Brad. Yes, yes, very kind. And I'm on the I'm OTC for uh, my final pick in the home league. Uh, Wandell Robinson, Alec Pierce, Deonta Foreman, DeCuff, or Jalen Warren? Kind of like in Jalen Warren. I'm not going to draft a defense. I'll, I'll drop somebody and pick up a defense right before Sunday. Yeah, Jalen Warren makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm taking Jalen Warren. All right, so that was a very fast home draft. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so we're just holding our breath here for Boston Scott, and I think that if – Scott is gone. I think we should take Zach Moss. Yep. I told him we were taking Tim Patrick, so. Yep. He took the dinner. We'll take Marlon Marlon Mack, Brad. We're taking Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. (laughs) All right. We're up. Uh, Boston Scott. Slam it. That's an easy one. Done. Um, now McManus is an interesting one. We took Will Lutz, um, in our football guys, but McManus, I've taken a lot. I think that he's a good kicker and a good offense. And and if, if Denver's kind of slow out the gate, I think he could put up some big numbers. Yeah, totally agree. What would you want to uh, do with our final pick? Is our final pick another running back, or is that, are we are we pivoting to anything? Um, honestly, I'm fine if our final kick is place kicker. So then, do you want to go back to the running back well here with Zach Moss? If you want to That's push place kicker to the twentieth, yeah, yeah. So let's do Zach Moss if he's there. Yep. Um, if Zach Moss is taken. Do you want to go with Samaje Piran and, and have just a, you know, a traditional handcuff type guy on the bench? Or is there another guy you'd want to take? Piran's probably the best of what's left. I will I, say... I, I think at that point I might consider... I might, I I might consider David, going back to the well on tight end or something. 
Well, then if we're going to go back to the wall and tight end, I think that the move is to take Trey McBride because right. of the Zach Ertz situation. We might end up with an Arizona starting tight end. Correct. Okay, but Moss is there. Let's take Moss. Okay. All right, and then you cleared out the queue of. I'm going to put Blankenship in there. Uh, yeah. Kicker. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, I can't. Well, Nick Folk, I like. Prater. Prater. Dustin Hopkins, probably. Are you all packed for Vegas? Yeah. Yep. Ready to roll. So. Awesome. Yep. I just have to, uh, later tonight, tomorrow morning, just work on my, uh, um, uh, wire. Me too. Get that taken care of. I, I'm thinking I'm going to be able to do it on the plane. Yeah. The, I'll, the, I'll probably I, do a good bit of mine on the plane too, but we'll see. You always roll the dice that you're going to have horrible Wi-Fi on a plane. Yep. Uh, once in a while, it can be really choppy. Well, what what I what I'm actually probably going to do is I'm probably going to do my auction prep on the plane because if whether I have Wi-Fi or not isn't going to really matter as much for that because that's just a matter of me just uh, trying out you know different builds to to see who I can mash in uh, you know what prices and what what I what seems to be working best for me. Uh, you know, because I, I need to be returning the favor to uh, Mr. Brad Cruz when we get into the auction room on uh, Friday morning. No doubt about that. So. All right. So now we just need to wait and see who our kicker is going to be. Yeah. And you have a lot of these people are going to use a lot of clock trying to get some interesting uh, last round uh, selection. Yeah. I like the David Bell pick. I was bringing him up. Oh, just, yeah. Just kind of as like a, I mean, he could get a lot of targets week one. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I think he's an interesting uh, player there for sure. I have a ton of him in, uh, in Dynasty. I, I'm really hoping that he takes a step forward. I think he could be the highest drafted Cleveland wide receiver next year. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. All right. And so we're going to get a kicker here from Team 12. Whenever he decides who we want. We'll see. It's got to milk the clock. That's right. Take that kicker decision down to the wire. It's brutal. It really is. I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to draft the varsity with you. I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's going to uh, be a ton of fun for sure. Me, me, you, and Andrew, it's early in the morning. It's great. 
Yep. And, and remember, it's uh, it's Thursday morning. Yeah, I know. I tweeted out the wrong the wrong day. I'm just gonna give you I a mean, hard time about that. I will be. I will also be drafting on Friday morning. So it's. It oh was yeah. Not, it was not incorrect in the in the in the larger sense. I'll be drafting you know many times over in Vegas. There you go. Yeah, I I still have uh, still have nine drafts to go. Uh, after tonight, three of them auctions, and, six of them drafts. And it's great. It's great to see people too in Vegas. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people that we compete against. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to seeing you and Andrew in person, but and uh. You know, Billy Muzio in person, a couple guys like that. Um, Cody Carpentier and Matt Kelly are going to be there from Player Profiler. There's just a lot of people to see. Um, oh, it's, it's awesome. It's just an awesome, uh, awesome experience in Vegas. Yep, yep, should be. Cody's, right, so Cody's going to be a little bit easier to recognize since his injury. Yeah, it sucks, but. <laughs> it does. But that's good to know they'll be there. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's a fun part of Vegas. I mean, the first couple of years I went down there, I didn't really know that many people. But now it's gotten to the point where it's just like, uh, you know, I, my my time is very overscheduled because anytime I'm not drafting, I'm trying to get together with this person or that person. Yeah. All right. So I, Prater went. So we got we got Lutz. Blankenship and Folk. Well, yeah. I'm okay doubling down on Lutz. I think like your argument for Lutz is good. Um, and he has a week 14 buy, so it's set it and forget it for many weeks. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Sorry. If Superflow could pick. <laughs> oh, and it was a Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards. All right, got so to like that. Let's Lutz. go, Will Lutz. Yep. All right. So it's uh, we've we've accomplished the double Lutz. We'll see if by the time we get out of Vegas, we can do the quadruple Lutz or not. So this is an interesting build. Um, Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, T. Higgins. Then we followed up with George Kittle. Brees Hall came back around to us um, as our RB one. Then we got Darnell Mooney very late, which we were happy about. Um, we were kind of flat in the seven, uh, the seventh round, but we were able to grab Joe Burrow. So we have a Joe Burrow T Higgins um, co correlation for the tournament. Uh, eighth round, we were happy to get Kareem Hunt. Um, ninth round, George Pickens was was a very good pick for us, I think. Uh, tenth round, we we saw a big running back run to end the ninth round and start the 10th round. So we went with the double Jets running back. We believe in both of their talents. Um, and, you know, hopefully one has an outsized role. Hopefully it's Brees Hall. Um, and then we come back with Irv Smith. Um, we, we wanted – Dan brought up a great idea of a, a second stack. So now we, we took Irv Smith, then we take Eno Benjamin, and then we complete the stack with Kirk Cousins – so we have a Jefferson, uh, Herb Smith, Kirk Cousins combo. Uh, then we go back to the running back well. We liked our Jerome Warren pick a lot. Uh, Amir Abdullah we're pretty pleased with. Van Jefferson's speculative stash um, in a great offense, a guy that, you know, could be useful. 
Indianapolis defense we love, Boston Scott, Zach Moss, and then Will Lutz. What do you think of this team, Dan? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Let's uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the the lineup. Uh, put in our oh, wrong spot. All right, so we have we have Burrow in there right now for our starting quarterback. Um, Kareem Hunt's definitely going to be one of our starting running backs. Um, so, are you thinking we want to put in Michael Carter maybe instead of Brees Hall? Just because it's Baltimore and it's his opening game and it's the Ravens, um, I think that the game flow might be more Michael Carter. Right. Agree with that. Then we've got Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson for wide receivers, um, George Kittle at tight end. Then we have Higgins and Mooney as our flexes. Um, and and looking at our other potential flexes, I mean, I, I, I like Pickens, but, uh, you know, I don't mind giving him a week to, to kind of figure himself out. Uh, you know, so I, I, I think our starting lineup looks real good right now with that. And then we got yeah. Bucks in, uh in the uh, Colts defense. So... I think, yeah, I like I think it. It's, it was, I think that things kind of did not roll our way. Um, I think we we got sniped a lot, and I think we were we were able to still build a, a pretty strong team. So I'm I'm pretty pleased with the way this one goes. What pick do we have in the next super bracket? Next super bracket, we've got the ten pick. Um, so we'll have a very different looking team as well, which I like. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm very happy about that. Yeah, access to a whole whole different uh, set of players that we we couldn't really accent access and uh, you know I, I I've been noticing a lot in FFPC uh, you know kind of going around that nine ten turn a lot of running backs tend to disappear and uh, so when you're caught on the front end if you don't get them uh, early in nine you know if you don't like reach uh, you may not get who you want so uh, us being late in the in the round um i think it's going to help us out in that agreed you know so if we end up if we end up uh doing any sort of a zero-ish running back build or a hero running back uh something like that um we'll be we'll be sitting pretty good yep and we've got our varsity and we've got our main event so we're splitting two big ones together in vegas and that's going to be awesome um so yeah I'm, i'm stoked man Yep, absolutely. All right, well, Theo, let's uh, let's get the the viewers out of here. Uh, another draft down. Uh, this one looks good, and uh, we'll we'll see you out there in Vegas tomorrow. So let me let me know when you land and what time are you landing. Um, I think I get in at like two o'clock Vegas time. I think okay. I get in pretty early. Um, hoping that there's no delays at, at JFK Airport tomorrow, which there sometimes are. But I'm flying direct, so um, should be there pretty early. Um, and then I may or may not be drafting a, a team. I might add a, a main event or a prime time tomorrow night just to kind of get my, my heels wet. But I'm going to try to see you guys at the auction. Okay. Sounds good. We'll definitely catch you there. I'll be in Vegas about 1230 or so. So. Oh, uh, awesome, Dan. Yeah. I'll, I'll hopefully beat you there as long as there's no, uh, no delays. Safe travels out like of that. Minnesota as well, you know. No delays. Knock on wood, yep. no delays. Absolutely. You too, Theo. All right. All right. Let's see.